The following podcast is a Dear Media production. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Uh So they look at their data, they look at their analytics. And I, I think uniquely with me, I always tell anyone that I'm working with that defer to data. And what has worked is the identity of how I was born into this industry. They say, oh, well, this product has worked or that product has worked. And I said, I kind of have to stick to what I know. And what I know is Patrick Starr was not born on data. I didn't just wake up one day and look at the directory. I was not founded on data. And so I challenge everyone in their lane to create new data. Welcome back to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. That clip was from our guest of the show today, Patrick Starr, one of the newest signs to the Dear Media Podcast Network. He has a show that just launched called Say Yes to the Guest. And we're really excited to be talking to him today. And I just think that we need to talk about how Patrick Starr is such an entrepreneur. Of course, he's an influencer. He's an icon in the space. He has his own makeup brand, One Size Fits All, but he also is very business savvy. Michael and I have seen this firsthand because we are also with his agency, Digital Brand Architects, and everyone behind the scenes just raves about how savvy he is when it comes to business strategy. And I have massive respect for that. So who is Patrick Starr? He's 28. He's on Dear Media. Like Michael said, he has a new podcast. He's from Orlando, Florida. He's Filipino American, and he is one of the biggest beauty content creators in the industry. He is known as one of the first men in makeup on YouTube. And how he started is such an interesting story, you guys. He was literally hustling behind the counter at Mac, and now he is just this major superstar, okay? He is the influencer, he is the YouTuber, and he is 100% himself. You are going to be obsessed with this episode. I am so excited to welcome the Patrick Star of One Size Beauty, available at Sephora, to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her Show. This is the Skinny Confidential Him and Her. I'm really excited for you to do one of these because oh my God. I think so many people know the Patrick that's on YouTube and social, uh-huh. but like you have so many levels and, and I, do I? I think so. I mean, like, do you? You do. You have as many levels as your eyelashes. Stroking my dick right now. Like, (laughs) give it to me. Okay. Your lashes. And I'll come. Can you you. tell me what the brand of the lashes? What what do you fucking think I was gonna wear today? I didn't they know. They are one size beauty by Patrick Starr. That they're launching. I mean, they should have been launched by the time this is rolling. But so, can anyone wear these lashes? Yeah, Will they go I on think any so. Eye? Well, also too, like I, the way that I'm I'm conducting my business is to make sure that it's it's for the unseen and the unheard. And I feel like men, drag queens, the girls get represented and and i remember i used to get in trouble for wearing like beauty supply lashes like this big because they didn't sell them where i worked and so people would always ask me and i would always have to kind of like lie through my teeth and kind of like make my own lashes and so now that i have the opportunity to create things for those people that didn't have something for them in within reach in a business place i'm like fuck it let's just do big lashes i'm and they're called I've arrived. Oh. I mean, those those definitely 
Say I've arrived. Those, I mean, come those have on. arrived. That, yeah. the, you have as much lash as Michael has when, hair on. When his you head. guys both came in, I looked. I was like, God, uh, you're made up. You're made. I look like shit compared no, to you right cute. now. Oh, oh, you're he's cute. Thank you, he's cute. He's cute. Cute enough to, to yeah. make a family. Yeah, yeah. talk about it. Look at his hairline. Well, but I mean, <laughs> thank you. Big, at least you have one. Big, <laughs> big, 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 big personality. Yes, I got a big personality. But I, I just put the cameras mostly on YouTube because. Okay, uh, I want to go back to your okay. childhood. Okay, are like, we already started? We already started. We're in it. Oh my. Oh, this is it. This is it. We're not Barbara Walters and Walter yeah. Cronkite here. Right? Okay. We just get into yeah. it. You know? we're, okay. We're, okay. So let's go so back to when okay. you were little. Tell us how you grew up. Really mm-hmm. give us the whole 360 of Patrick. Talk about your family, your parents, sisters, brothers, whatever. Mm-hmm. We want to hear it all. Mm-hmm. Filipino American family, first generation American, three boys, all Catholic, Patrick, St. Peter, St. Paul, all peas, all Filipino, grew up in a Catholic church, grew up in a Filipino community. We would do the traditional dances, have food, fun. I grew up on five acres in East Orlando. And I think we were not allowed to have cable television. We didn't have any internet. We had like dial-up, ethernet cable the whole nine when we were allowed. I studied classical piano when I was young. So you can imagine... I loved music. So I think without having cable or the internet to influence me like kids nowadays, I was able to express myself through music. We watched a lot of Disney growing up. So having this fantasy transfused into my DNA was something that I kind of like made me who I am. I fell in love with this fantasy of transformation, like the Disney princess from poor to princess and Cinderella, very Cinderella, playing with an instrument. And then I... I through the the networks that were available on the five channels on my TV, like Extreme Makeover, The Swan. Remember that show where they would plastic surgery the, the girls and make them into queens? And also like a makeover story and also America's Next Top Model, which was truly transformative and me. And so I, I, I had visibility to, to the idea of transformation from Disney, from Top Model, from these makeover shows early on. And I I realized at a young age that I was I was uh, addicted to a process of so that being taking a piece of music like piano practicing it and performing it that was like something so fun for me then I uh, remember one of my relatives had a very expensive camera and a Nikon camera and I was like oh my gosh like I can kind of like live my top model fantasy and create a campaign with my vision and I started to Photoshop makeup and I was like okay instead of Photoshopping makeup after a few years then I could you know, then maybe do makeup. And in high school, I was in marching band. You can imagine, I played the clarinet. I was a piano accompanist in high school as well. And then with the camera from my relative, I was like taking senior pictures and kind of doing makeup and doing homecoming hair. So I'm kind of shaping this story of like who I came to be. How Have your parents just always been so supportive of everything you want to do? Hell no. I'm Filipino. Like, like I had to do the shit behind their back. Like, I would take hot rollers. Imagine, like, 2000, 2006. I would, like, take the hot rollers behind my back, and I would, like, go and, like, do the updos, French twist, the curls, the whole nine, side swoop, everything. And then I remember one day I was actually in, in a homecoming, take the group photos. Sure. And I remember one of the moms was, like, next to my mom, and she was like, oh, my God, Patrick did a great job on my daughter's hair. And, and my mom later was like, oh, so you did her hair. And I was like, yeah. And she paid me $50. And she was like, oh, okay, well, that's good. And it, it became this constant like battle of me having to condition them that what I was doing is like, okay. 
And that was that that took a lot of work. So like in the beginning when they see you doing hair or doing makeup, like what was their first reaction? Were they trying to like sway you to do something else or they just didn't course, understand nursing. it? Nursing. When yeah. you're Filipino, it's like nursing. And I, I I believe in it's human nature to go with what you know. You know, especially, you know, in society that we live in, we only go with what we know. And them having immigrated to the U.S., became citizens, they only knew nursing and business. And so that's what was impressionable to me was that. But then I think through the tiny lens of my local channels and they like it opened a whole new world to me. And so that's, I think, just learning a little bit of my journey from being a piano teacher, finding a passion for photography. And then I also worked at Panera. I was a cashier. All Didn't you also work at Starbucks? No, no, Panera. Panera, but Panera. What, so it wasn't Starbucks. No, it was Panera, but okay. it was a, I, I call it bakery. Okay, yeah. So you're working at Panera, and di- when you were working there, did you say, okay, there's so many things I want to do creatively, and were you feeling like bored and uninspired? No, so so I think I, I just knew I just wanted to make money. My parents didn't even want to get me a job. I was fortunate enough to have like prepaid college. They just like, hey, use this money, go to college, get your degree, be a nurse. Like that was the plan. And but around like my freshman year of college, I was going to college. I was working at Panera Bread. I was teaching piano on the side. I was doing senior photos and graduation pictures and head actors headshots. So you're working your face off. I mean, you're, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but I loved it. So aside from going to school, like I was offsetting, like drilling myself in the books with teaching piano, teaching kids, catering food to people through listening, doing photography and capturing the essence of of someone's personality through a camera, which then kind of foreshadowed my future today as Patrick Starr. I'm listening to my my consumer, right? That's my Panera side of me. I am capturing it on photo and video. That's the tech side of me. And ultimately I'm teaching with an instrument. It's not a piano anymore, it's makeup. So, and also ultimately inspired by, I shout her out all the time. She's my favorite Tyra Banks, you know? Early on, I said, I'm a minority in my lane in the industry. How, who can I parallel path, like what I want to be? And there was no one other than than Tyra that I could kind of sort of think of that I kind of resembled in my industry. She's someone that's building credibility, teaching them modeling on a channel, but through different, through diversity. And I'm like, I have a YouTube channel. I'm a minority in makeup, and I kind of want to build this level of authority and credibility, wait, through diversity. So if I do makeup beyond just me, first person, and I do it third person, I can kind of like build a sense of credibility through doing makeup on my mom, my brothers, women of color, my white friend, my Filipino friend. And I think that's when it started to happen was like 2015, when I started to kind of like get this sense of trust. Because the one thing that I say now in developing my brand One Size Beauty is that you cannot buy trust. I mean, we can buy marketing space, right? But you can't buy trust. But I think through what I call in quote, personifying product, we are able to then gain trust. What does that mean, personifying product? I, I learned early on, and I, and you see this with with influencers in beauty that that they they personify and resonate with the product. We're not just saying this lipstick is red and pigmented. <laughs> I wore this lipstick when I gave head to that my ex boyfriend, and he he loved it. <laughs> That's personifying. It's my favorite fucking red lipstick. Wouldn't you want that red lipstick? Of like, where and, do and I guess buy it? What, and guess what? It didn't move. I 
You know what? I want you to get that red lipstick. Yes, that's babe. The, that's a description. <laughs> I will get that red lipstick no, and give it a ride. That's an example. That's an example. But it's just like when, when you're able to cultivate and curate a story that is real, it really drives it home. It's I think that's that's the magic of social media and the magic of beauty in this multi-billion dollar industry that we live in today. Well, there's a couple areas I want to take this, but I, I want to go back a little bit because you're you're a larger than life personality. You are extremely successful creator, you know that as well. And you're an extremely successful entrepreneur. But but I want to talk about before that. So mm-hmm. you, when was it that you started to realize that this lane of a career was, was your calling? Because <laughs> obviously you've, you've, there's a long way that you've come from, which mm-hmm. from Panera to now. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about like how you develop the confidence to actually get out there, create this type of content and, and, and basically build the brand you've built. And I know mm-hmm. there's a lot in there. Yeah, yeah, of course. Hold up, we're going to take a break to talk about Thrive Market. We are all home, we're quarantined, and we need our groceries delivered to our house. Enter Thrive Market. Here's the thing. They are the middleman for you. So you don't have to do any of the work. Basically, they vet the brands, they check to make sure they're organic, non-GMO, that there's no added shitty ingredients in it, and then they put it on the site. You just go on the site. It's so simple. You can pick out what you like, put it in your cart, and it comes straight to your door. I have a page that I curate, and I update it all the time, so it has all my latest favorites. Some of the things that are on there are pink salt. I put this in my water every morning. It's this Himalayan crunchy salt. It's in a grinder, so it comes out super easy. Michael's favorite organic beef jerky. He eats this all the time. He is in love with it. It's such a good hack. And then we also have some organic Sandriovese wine on there. And then we have my favorite raw almond butter and dates. You can get all this in one swoop. I'm telling you guys, it's the way to shop. It's the wave of the future. It's where it's at. Here's the deal on memberships. There's two different memberships. So they have a one-month membership for $9.95 a month. And then they have a 12-month membership for $5 a month. And you get a free gift up to a $22 value when you join today. It is so easy to join. All you do is go to thrivemarket.com slash skinny and you can give it a try. So you can choose the membership model that best fits your lifestyle. But for us, we went with the 12-month membership because it comes to like $5 a month. You should also know that Thrive Market membership is risk-free, so you can take the first 30 days to determine if Thrive Market is right for you. And if it's not, you can just cancel within 30 days and get a full refund. But I know you're going to love it, so you're going to go to thrivemarket.com skinny and get all your groceries today to your doorstep. I think there's like, if I was to put it, categorize it into three stages, I think early on, the first stage is like understanding who I am, becoming like self-aware, what I like, what 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 tickles me, what, what makes me smile, what makes me happy. And that's the first step. Now, the second part of it was just, I call it like doing a hokey pokey. I was f- living in Orlando. I was working at Matt Cosmetics. I was working at Panera. I was teaching piano. And I kind of had this affinity for all things beauty and transformation. So I said, let me go to LA. And this was around 2014. I started my channel in 2013. So this is seven years ago, 2014, I started, I was like, let me just go to LA and visit my friend, crash on his couch and see what the La La Land is all about. And that was, this is kind of like now the second stage. And so I have so many analogies, but this analogy and metaphor to me was like planting a seed. 
right? I'm going to plant the seed in LA. I'm going to go back to Orlando and I'm going to water it. I'm going to let it grow. I'm going to network. I'm going to make connections. And hopefully I can have fruit to bear later on. But it took a while for me going from Orlando to LA, crashing on their couch, making more friends in the industry, going to trade shows like Fame Expo, The Makeup Show, IMATS, developing a presence and learning and then taking it back. And I remember I was around like 150,000 subscribers or followers on Instagram and a brand had caught my parents' attention, uh, my attention to partner with them and travel like on a brand trip. It was my first ever brand trip. What year was this? It was like? 2015. Okay. Mm-hmm. Still early. Yeah. Still early. And they, I was asked to go on, a, on this brand trip and my parents like, uh, where are you going? There was a limo like sent for me. They sent all the swag. Like, where are you going? I was like, I'm going to the Bahamas. <laughs> and they're like, what the f-? I was like, yeah, because they want me to promote this product. And they were like, oh my gosh. Really going against the grain and finding a community via social media was was what helped me build my confidence because through the portal of like hashtags and community, I was like, well, I'm not the only one. There's other people. Yeah, yeah, I'm not the only gay makeup wearing man in in Orlando. Like there are other people, but I wasn't necessarily like a drag queen because I still identified as he and him and I still do. But I, I found other men that wore makeup. I found other people. So it kind of allowed me to be confident. And to this day, people resonate with that. At this point where your parents fully on board and saying like, okay, like we get it. There's a career here. Someone's sending a limo for you to go to the Bahamas. Like obviously they recognize maybe, or maybe they're not, but they see there's an opportunity potentially. Yeah. They had their eyebrow raised for yep. sure. It's different case by case, depending on who you are and, and what environment you live in. But for me, I really had to say, Hey, I'm getting paid to do this. I'm getting, I'm making a living. And I think I had to put a pause on school and I, I really had to follow my heart and really understand that this made me happy. Your voice is orgasmic. Uh, Taylor, you. don't pop a boner back there. I know how you are. Like you thank have you. A, a phone sex I have a, operator. She said I have a face for radio. Oh. <laughs> like, what sexy. do you want? Do you want high pitched? Do you want like, yo, what's up? Like, I got you. Like, if you want, if you want the business of Patrick Star, I'll fucking tickle your wallet and make you a fuck ton of money. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's what you want. I got it for you. I'm all about business. I'm 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 fucking serious. I don't fucking play. So um, if y'all are listening, my name is Patrick Starr, and uh, yeah, I'm a man in makeup. How do you Yo. change your voice like that? Oh boy, you want Mickey? <laughs> Hi, pal. It's me. Damn, that's pretty good. You're gonna be great at podcasting. Oh, I can't I wait. You're yeah. all, like all different I'm, exci- I'm excited. I'm starting my podcast too. So thank you for like sharing this space with me. It's it's fun. Come in. We love you yeah, in this thank space. You. I mean, listen, if this is just a preview for it, I'm oh. I'm extremely fired up. Where did you have an epiphany? Like did you walk outside and go to the supermarket and someone came up to you and was like, I recognize you, you've resonated, they're crying to you? Like, where was that epiphany? Oh, I'll I'll tell you. It was here in Los Angeles. So I was visiting with my brother. I told Peter, I was like, my, my brother Peter. Peter, um, the middle child. So I said, Peter, come with me to LA. Let's stay at my friend Ronnie and Steven's place. They're both my bestest friends or like my sisters. And I said, come with me. And so I remember Ronnie had worked at Mac in Hollywood and Highland in that store. And I and Ronnie was on a, on a break. And I said, let's go. I'm painting you guys the picture. So I said, let's go up and like look at the Hollywood sign I want to show you. And I remember looking at the Hollywood sign and I said, man, God, if you can just give me a sign, like, 
if it's meant to me. It was it was so serendipitous, like to see the sign with my brother, with a friend that I had just made, who's now my best friend and my makeup artist. I randomly we had seen the sign. We were there's a cold stone right there, so I went to go get ice cream, and I remember looking at my email, and it said we would like for you to have a collaboration in Sephora with this nail brand named Formula X at the time. And so I remember I was like, oh my God, this is the biggest brand deal that I've ever had in my life. And it's in Sephora. I had never seen male representation, a a man, a drag queen, anyone in makeup. And sure, there's like NARS and Kevin Coyne and all these other male brands and makeup artists, but not a man in makeup particularly, especially with nails. And so I said, oh my God, I think this is it. It was a curated brand collaboration that was one influencer a month. And I was the month of February, the shortest fucking month out of the year. And so this is a story that Reyna, you know. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Reyna. Yeah, hi, Reyna. I I, I love this story, too. I wanted this to be successful. And so they asked me, okay, you have three nail polishes that you should sell or that that we would love to collaborate with you on. And obviously, me thinking I have to sell. And at first, I picked, like, the most obnoxious crazy colors. I had a green glitter, a blue glitter, and a pink glitter. And I looked at the nail polishes that, that you know, for approval for samples. And I said, oh my God, I think this is it. And then something hit me. And I was like, wait a minute. I said, what does best in your business? Okay. And this is, this is my persona, Bob, that came to be. And I call him my best of business. This is B-O-B. Bob, best of business. I said, what's going to be the best of business for them? And that was me asking them, what does the best in your business? And they said, pinks. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think it's, I think I said, fuck it. Take the green and the blue out. Let's create three pinks. And I sold out. Well, that's why, I mean, listen, I think you've pioneered so many things for young people in this, and especially like for influencers. But I wanted to talk about the business side of it because you've been extremely yeah. savvy with your businesses mm-hmm. and, the, and the way you choose. So like, how do you, outside of obviously recognizing, okay, this is a lane that you recognize that they're going to sell the most based on their customer. Like, how do you, is that the approach you take for everything or like, and, and how much of it, how much plays into like what you want to do versus what you know is going to work? Because like, I know it's a, it's, it's, all, it's a fine line there. It's a hybrid. You really have to listen to the consumer. But it's so funny because I'm going to jump back and forth. Like being, working with partners, working in Sephora, like people, I don't want to say they're not confident, but most businesses just go with what what works, right? So they look at their data. They look at their analytics. And I, I think uniquely with me, I always tell anyone that I'm working with that defer to data, and what has worked is the identity of how I was born into this industry. They say, oh, well, this product has worked or that product has worked. And I said, I kind of have to stick to what I know. And what I know is Patrick Starr was not born on data. I didn't just wake up one day and look at the directory and a roster and say, hmm, there's an overweight Filipino bald man missing in the beauty industry. <laughs> Did I? No. So, so to my point... I was not founded on data. And so I challenge everyone in their lane to create new data. And it's ironic that that by, I think one article dubbed me one of the most successful top 10 influencers in the last decade. I'm like, I haven't even been alive for the past decade as Patrick Starr. Just knowing that, that there is something different and unique about what I've created as a person that's new, as far as my identity, I challenge them to do that with, with their, and, and look, we are now creating new data to go off of. Well, I love that because what you've done is you've basically 
been so authentically yourself that you've opened up a whole new lane of products and services that people that have interests similar to yours can, and they didn't, it didn't exist before, but you did it not only by obviously being true to yourself, but by looking at data and saying, okay, this is actually going to work. And there's a huge industry now that does, that just didn't exist before that should have. Yeah. And and for me, I'm not saying like go off the, the fucking crazy map and, and, and create something heinous. But I think a lot of my choices are within reason too. And I think I learned that in kind of like decorating the Patrick Star. I remember when I first started, this is how, how you kind of like get your brand look. I remember I was wearing big, big, crazy lashes. I was stacking like 10 of these and then I had lashes on the bottom. I looked like a tarantula were on my eyes. And I remember it was me and Manny MUA. When people would go up to us at a meeting, it was our first meeting in Dallas at um, a convention. And... People go up to me and be like, oh my God, and like hug him. And then they would go up to me, run, 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 and then stop and be like, can I hug you? And I'd be like, yes. And I was like, why are people so scared to because, hug me? Well, because you have, I like, you, I want to hug you too, but I'm more, I don't want to touch anything with this. No, no, no. Yeah, I understand. So then what I remember like shortly after I said, oh my God, maybe I look unapproachable or not as tangible. I think se. you do. I just well, think you just look fab. Thank you. So you just don't want to see the but lashes. The, but up. then it was such a look. It was so it was it was so intimidating. So what I did to cater uh, to those consumers or viewers was I I was like let me commercialize myself a little bit just to to show them who I am because I think the makeup was so 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 heavy that I was like let me wear lighter lashes let me wear lighter lipstick let me contour less and. At that point is when I feel like the fantasy of makeup that I was creating for my viewer then became attainable. And I think that's the magic of what I've created with my celebrity collaborations, that I'm able to demystify the stigma of what it is to be a celebrity and make it attainable. And that's why these celebrities have partnered on my channel to kind of break down that, that glass ceiling. Hold up, how fitting. In this episode, we are going to talk about self-care, specifically Summer Fridays, and we have an offer for you. I'm sure you guys have heard about the jet lag mask. It's that blue mask that looks so chic on the Instagram. Everyone's using it, and it's from Summer Fridays. Their brand is all about giving your tired, stressed out quarantine skin the break it deserves. It's all clean beauty, okay? That's very important. So you know the ingredients are legit and it gives you that immediate glowy, dewy, glassy skin, okay? It's a cult favorite and it's a Sephora bestseller. How I like to use my jet lag mask is I like to use it as a primer. So I'll put it on my skin before I apply my foundation, let it sink in, get all the goodness. And then I'll use a damp beauty blender and just apply some foundation on top. And then the other way I like to use it is as an overnight mask. So it's like the last step in my skincare routine. I'll put it on, I'll lay on my silk pillowcase and off to bed, I'll go. Whenever you buy it, you should know you're supporting two amazing lifestyle entrepreneurs, Lauren Ireland and Mariana Hewitt. So you feel good about it because it's clean, you're supporting small businesses and you're putting something on your skin that's actually amazing for it. And here's a secret that I'll tell you, okay? Doctors and nurses talk about how they swear by this jet lag mask. It is iconic. So go on summerfridays.com and grab all your Christmas gifts. Grab your mom, your sister, your friends, the jet lag mask, throw in some lip butter. You're good. That's skinny one five. Some exclusions apply skinny 15 for 15% off at summerfridays.com because with the jet lag mask, every day feels like a summer Friday. And don't we all deserve that right now? All right, let's get back to Patrick. 
Who's your favorite celebrity that's come on your channel? Oh my gosh, like Chris Jenner is like like up there. She just messaged me the other day and said thank you. She said you're like such you're such a blessing. You're so kind to us. The Kardashians, Naomi Campbell just posted me today. She's she was texting me and just to see that she she wanted one size beauty was like she's like darling, I need the wipes. That my like it's on her story. She's like I I need the wipes. They're my only thing that I remove my makeup with. The spray and the wipes. And I'm like, oh my freaking God. I I heard the Kardashians are very, very nice. Super. Like nice people that are. Super. And supportive. Yeah. Yeah. Super. What is something that you struggle with on a micro basis? So Mm -hmm. not just big struggles, but maybe like something in the morning, something in the afternoon. Like maybe you fucking hate taking conference calls. What are your day-to-day struggles? Day-to-day struggles are like, I think, because I am plus size, overweight. I just want to get healthy being a brand owner and a founder. I I do want to eat healthier, maintain a healthier life to live longer. And I also think deciphering when I am Patrick and when I am Patrick Star, because I have groomed Patrick Star to the ground to be this perfectionist entrepreneur. And then I think I cried like the other week because I felt like I never gave Patrick Star permission in my, I mean, Patrick, see, Patrick Samondak permission to be because Patrick Star was something, was a, is a unicorn, a spectacle that is so confident, seen by millions of people that's on millions of dollars, dollars of product for other people. And I think that was just Patrick Star like taking over. It's almost like Venom to Spider Man, like it just took over. And so no I no way Lauren's gonna get the Venom reference, but I do, and it's a good one. I mean, but it's like a costume. But but I think now I just turned thirty last year, so I'm thirty one in November. So I think it's it's kind of nice to kind of take a step back, understand like what my reason for being is as a person authentically, without the lashes and with the lashes, and making sure that I'm able to balance both because I feel like I deserve that. How much pressure do you feel? Like, say you're going out in LA. And I mean, now obviously it's like COVID and we're not allowed as much. But mm-hmm. how much pressure do you feel to go back and forth between Patrick Starr, which is this larger than life character, and Patrick? Like, And how do you navigate yeah, that? Yeah, when you go to the grocery store, like, mm-hmm. are you dressed up fully? No. So mm-hmm. if someone comes up to you and wants to take a picture, are you f- you're fine? Yeah, I'm totally fine. So it do- so you don't, you're not more attached to one Patrick? No, no. Either one? No, because it's just funny. It's, it's just this... I mean, it's it's one person, but it's just funny how Pat the 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 voice of Patrick has come through this big megaphone of Patrick Star, and I mean I'm there. It's just like I think personally and what I've been able to allow into my life, it's been more so for Patrick Star. Patrick Star is always first. Like all these opportunities, all of these business opportunities, and even friendships are Patrick Star f- facing. For me to ma- to create authentic relationships and just live life for Patrick, I think is is something that's new for me. What advice would you give creators that are trying to break into this industry? It's obviously different than it was when you started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Besides to authentically be yourself. Mm-hmm. Of course. I, I That's so funny. It's it's like I, I always say I did a little class for free like during quarantine, like how to be an influencer 101. And I had this notebook that I and I just educated like I think about like 80 creators or aspiring creators. And I talked about emotional emergency plan and how to attack like a scandal or something that you're going through. And that's finding a community and and creating a a community. Cause you know, with social media comes scandal, with celebrity comes scandal and how to deal with that. 
So, and I feel like this is something that I've done natively. So first of all, find your community, find people that love you and support you and that do what you do. That's the first step because that's what I did. It's, it's not it's not being dependent. It's just kind of like finding yourself through them. And that's the hardest part. Because when I started, I was like, oh my God, my mom doesn't know this. My brother doesn't know this. I all think I'm crazy. So I found that through the portal of social media. And I found a community that resonated with what I did. Second was almost like a fire exit plan, right? If things are about to burn down, you just need to know where to go. So I call it my emotional emergency plan. And that is identifying who is my personal bitches that are not social media based that I can defer to when I'm at a crossroads. And who is my industry facing community, personal friends that I really fuck with, that I, I trust. And list and go to those two groups. And I think that's an emotional emergency plan, like when you want to lash out or tweet something really crazy, or it's almost like your personal PR. And that's your my, that's my version of an emotional emergency plan. Because sometimes your your fans and your followers are not shouldn't be the ones to to go to and think in terms of that. Because then you you then disrupt and destruct your business. So that's me. When you and I understand this is like. Well, I sometimes feel like I'm on a hamster wheel just creating content all the time, all the time, all the time. And how I take a break is I'll take two days off and just not do anything. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything like that you do for when you just feel like you're on a hamster wheel with content? Yes. Yeah, sometimes. And it's crazy because I think now that I have a brand, I feel like I'm I'm caring for more children mm -hmm. that I it's like <laughs> I had twins as unexpected. Oh, my God. So, yeah, it's most definitely I'm, I'm on this wheel. And I, I my analogy for, for social media is, is a zoo. I'm the zookeeper and have to feed all the animals. <laughs> and if the, and you know when you go to a zoo, when you take a baby to a zoo, the animal is sleeping and you're like, why the fuck did I pay all this money? And, and this that's the, my channel. If my Instagram is dead and the animal is sleeping, why do they why should the, the, the zoo goers go to my parents? page so what do you do if you want a break or is there no break i got i got a team i have a team i book up on content and i i try my best but i think to keep your sanity i think it's important to to have those days off the digital detox per well se. i think it's interesting when you're starting out because you mentioned community and i think when you're starting out like in the beginning you're kind of only speaking to your community right because it's smaller but as you get bigger and bigger you get to the size of the community that you've built you ultimately are going to have people that jump into that community that may not be part of the community. They just end up like how, you know, now I'm following Patrick. And with that, I think, like you said, it, you, you, it's harder to identify like who your true fans and who your community is and who are like new people that maybe shouldn't be following or should or should not. But how do you deal with people that come in that nece that aren't necessarily your community with their new followers, but they're, they're there and they're maybe hating or not happy about seeing what you're putting out? Like, how do you navigate that while also still speaking to your people? Wait, quick break. We are talking about meat and why quality matters. But the real thing we're talking about here is meat and quality meat that's delivered to your door. So Whenever I go shopping at the grocery store, I never know which meat is the best. I'm always searching for it and it's this whole thing and I never even know by the time I'm at the checkout stand if it's good. So enter ButcherBox. ButcherBox believes everyone deserves high quality, humanely sourced meat. It's delivered, like I said, straight to your door. Every month, ButcherBox ships a curated collection of high quality meat straight to your door. For us, every month, ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high-quality meat straight to our door. And here's what I love. The meat is free of antibiotics and added hormones. Each box, you get like... 
9 to 11 pounds of meat, which is enough for 24 individual meals. It's packed fresh, it's ship frozen, and it's vacuum sealed, so it stays that way. I like to customize my box. I'm very specific with it because Michael is a huge fan of the sugar nitrate-free bacon with his eggs. And then I really like the wild-caught Alaskan salmon. I do that with broccoli. I sometimes make a stir-fry. I add some rice. It's so good. But if you're more of a beef or organic chicken or heritage pork person, they have that too. So you can make the box how you want it. So like I said, affordable, convenient, and you get healthy, humanely raised meat. And you should know this and you're going to love this. Bacon for Life is back. So right now, new members can get Bacon for Life when you sign up. Just go to butcherbox.com skinny. You guys, that's a package of free bacon in every box for the life of your subscription when you go to butcherbox.com skinny. I know Michael and I are sold because we, we want bacon for life. I think just reintroduce them. I think I think just just reminding them, reassuring them that this is a new part of you. That when 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 the fans say, "Oh my God, you've changed," well, duh, I'm creating a new business. This is a new side of me. Like Bob is new. My founder side is new. It's a new side. I think that's something. I I call them like the, the the teenage dreams of the world. Those girls that were that catered to a younger audience who are now more grown up. Like they just have to remind them that they are in this place in their life. It's like checking in with a friend. These are your friends. Like, hey, I'm here in my life. This is what I went through, and this is where I'm at. Like it's it's like how you would talk to any other friend. What do you do with an asshole troll that has no merit? Someone comes on your page and says something so rude in your house. What do you do? Do you delete, block, respond? Yes. So this is a crazy story. I don't want to take credit for this, but <laughs> I'm going to just say it. So in 2016, I was one of the top, whatever, five, ten most viewed creators on Instagram. And so they invited us to Disneyland. And we had met all of the product developers of Instagram. And they went around to all of us and the Walt Disney suites and asked us what they can improve on their platform. And I remember when I was going viral at the time, I was receiving gun emojis to the head, the moon face, like the throw up face, the sick mask face. It was like it was by the thousands, like 18,000 comments, 20,000 comments, 35,000 comments. But I was growing, but there was like more hate with more followers, more problems. And they asked me like, what could they improve? And I said, well, I have a suggestion. I was I was this bitch. I said, on YouTube, they, they monitor comments and you could block certain things. And I said, this is my house. So I don't want 10 year olds and younger children to see derogatory names like F-A-G and D-I-E on my page because I'm here to, I have a social responsibility and a purpose to inspire people. And now if I have people shitting in my house, like y'all need to clean it up because you guys built this house. Okay, so do your fucking job. And I didn't really say that, but I said, I would love for there to be a place in a community where, where we can monitor words. And a month later it happened. Oh, they when they put in where you can like actually type yeah. in words and it yeah. doesn't doesn't let you post it if those words yeah. get typed. And oh, I you, didn't know you were part and of that. That's also, rad. they also added block and restrict too. I don't know about that, but I just remember specifically the words like that was my suggestion. I was like, hey. I'm getting so much hate. Like, I would love for your product development team to create the interface to involve blocking certain words. And I have certain words that were derogatory to me and my community that I didn't allow. And I have a list of them. And yes, it kind of like lowers my engagement, but I'd rather have a clean space than a dirty one. And what you said is so true. There's a 10-year-old in Minnesota who goes to the internet to find his people 
or her people and they go to someone's page and they see all this hate underneath it and it's it's not productive and it's it's not positive. So I completely And it agree kind with of you. scares them to be in this space. Yes. So last week I was on Omegle just trying to surprise fans like in my makeup and stuff. And there was one user, you know how you just tap through Omegle to the chat room? Crazy. But I was on the TikTok chat room and it was only through people that mutually like like TikTok. So then I was in the chat room and I remember I was with my best friend. They just landed and they, I was like, let me show you something. I'm going to be on Omegle. We're going to surprise fans. And the thing that I'm fake because it's just like I'm like frozen or something. So then I remember I was on there and I hear this gasp. The camera was black and this this little voice goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I was like, hi, it's, it's Patrick Starr. And he was like, oh, my God. And he took off the camera. It's like this this young this young boy, and I was like, "Hi, how are you?" He goes, "Oh my God, I'm such a fan. Are you real?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's me." He goes, "I just want to say I came out because of you," and I was like, "Oh my gosh, really?" And I was like, "How old are you?" He's like, "I'm 12." And I was like, "When did you come out?" Can I ask? He was like, "I came out two months ago, and I told my sister, and then I and she said she supported me, and then I told my mom, and my mom said I was going through a phase, and then my sister had my back, and she said, no, it's it's not a phase, but she supports me, so that's fine. But I wanted to tell my brother, but my brother is he's um homophobic, and I want to have a relationship with him, but he's he's not supportive. But I'm I'm happy that my sister um supports me, and I came out because of you." And I was like, my they were like tearing up in the back. And I was like, this is fucking insane. At 30 years old, I'm here inspiring someone ten, over 10 years younger than me at 12 years old to come out. And he goes, oh my God, Patrick Starr, I'm 12, two months ago, came out. And I'm like, here we are in 2020, still making some sort of change or impact in someone's life that's going to affect them for the rest of their life. And I was so touched and we communicated via DM and he said he lives in California and hopefully one day I get to meet him when this is all said and done. So. Well, it's got to be a really good feeling to think about the cultural impact you've had and to, and to think about like young people like that feeling okay because I, when we're all relatively the same age, 30s. Mm-hmm. When we were all coming up, like there was not really a space that made that okay. And there was always the kids in school that you could tell like, okay, like, like we had a friend that just came out and he's in the 30s but we always knew growing up that he was that he was gay obviously but he mm-hmm. just didn't feel comfortable and i think like that's got to be a good feeling for you to know that you're inspiring young people to be who they are mm-hmm. and that's what i call personifying product i'm a product in this social media world but if i'm able to personify and really show my true colors it's not just the black and white world that we live in there's more than just that what is patrick star's morning routine if you have one Oh my God. I, I asked Kim Kardashian West the same fucking thing. You can tell us, tell us both. Yours, yeah. and, and, yours and Kim's. No, no. Um, I like, like, like I wake up, I check my phone. I say thank you to the world for giving me another day. Check. What do I check? I check my texts and then I'll wait till I have to pee. I'll drink a lot of water at night the night before. So it's like a lot of water. So it kind of like forces my ass to get up out of bed. I drink so much water before I go to bed. Because then if I like wake up and my bladder gets triggered, I'm like, okay, got to go pee. Oh, I'm already up. It's literally what happened this morning. And then my assistant will text me a full schedule of the day in case something was added overnight. She'll say, okay, you have this, 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 and this. And then I go about my day. How long does it take to put on your makeup? Like, how long did it take to get ready today? Well, I did a Facebook Live today. Okay. Talking about how I started One Size Beauty. 
and I just like did my I did my makeup in like an hour hour and a half but I was talking and like chatting to the camera but on a on a speedy day like 45 to an hour on a super glamorous like red carpet day like two hours like we're eating we're snacking we're getting ready body makeup mm-hmm. oh my gosh yeah so do you like doing other people's makeup better than you like doing yourself or do you prefer to do yourself I love doing my makeup I think I think I'm I'm able to see a switch and a mood and something comes alive. I think when I contour my nose and do my lips, as Patrick Star, but I love connecting with people too. I think as a YouTuber, being a person of the internet, like I'm not just doing makeup. I'm like again personifying beauty. And so if I'm to talk to a celebrity or do someone else's makeup, I have to captivate them in a way to retain their attention but also be personable and share what I want so there's a lot of storytelling there's a lot of product explanations so I mean doing makeup like I love doing makeup it's just like I'm not talking but I think what I've loved is is developing um, a relationship and a connection with a person that that makes me um, love it even more like when I did the photography and when I was teaching piano when I was you know serving bagels at Panera like I was I was always developing this connection whether it was in Spanish or in English or in Portuguese at Mac and I've learned all of these things through my connections with people. I just selfishly want to know mm-hmm. how you've built such a strong team around you. Did that require some trial and error or was that something that you just innately knew how to do? Well, I I felt like I saw a lot of team building growing up. I was in the marching band, so I saw leadership early on and section leaders early on. And it's an analogy that I use today in my business at one size. I'm just the drum major now hair. And so for me, I learned this from another executive at another beauty brand. She said, you know, when you hire people, I said, I asked her, what does it take to build a strong team? And this is a multi-million dollar brand that I'm talking about. But I had asked her, I was like, what do you look for in a team? And she said, you know what? I look for not just IQ, I look for EQ. And I was like, what's, what's EQ? She goes, it's emotional qualities. And I was like, why? She goes, if you're trying to develop a beautiful brand with culture and community, they have to resonate with you in terms of your values. And so me being a minority in this crazy world, I really had to express my values and expectations of these people. And the majority of my team are friends from Orlando that have culture, that have a love for the LGBTQ plus community, that have a love for art and being extra, all things extra. And so that makes me happy that I've been able to take a qualitative process with each and every one of them, not just to understand their IQ, but their EQ and how we can make it better. And yes, there have been mistakes, but I'm this leader in terms of leadership that take the time to groom them and educate them and learn from our mistakes. And that's what I think makes a good team. When you think about this space, because I think we've, you know, in this show, we've covered a lot of going on like how to start. And, and there's so many episodes that cover that. But for you, for somebody who's had a career in this space for so long and has done so many different things, like what do you think it takes for creators to have longevity in this line of work as a, as a career path? Oh, my gosh. I don't even know because I, sometimes I feel like I'm expired sometimes. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, my God, OK, people still know me. <laughs> well, quarantine fucked me up a little bit. So I think in terms of, of growing and keeping keeping up, I think you just really have to keep your finger on the freaking pulse. Like TikTok, go. Reels, go. You have to see who's trending, what's trending, what not to do, what to do. Keep your eye on the pulse and just go. Just do it. Very Nike. Just do it. And so that's a part of, I think, also I've been saying this all week to my team and also to other creators too, or aspiring creators, you have to be spontaneous. 
And I also wrote another thing down from my marketing team. I said, assets, assets have to meet essence. Deliverables have need disruption. So if you're, you have an essence and you're a little bit disruptive, I think that's what makes a good spectacle. And that's what makes it spontaneous on social media. So mixing like the editorial with also the candid Instagram with also the candid video with yeah. with I love that the essence. I mean, you see Jessica Alba like TikTok and like ne- I would have never think like in her honest era she'd be <laughs> over here. But you know, I think that's that's what challenges me. And well, this is specific to me, like being spontaneous, whether it's on stories, being crazy, being true, being commercial, being being nice. And I think that's what keeps the the followers engaged. Because if you're very black and white and formatted. It's just like same old, same old, and that's not spontaneous. It's hard to keep it fresh. Yeah, Yeah. it's like just a position content. You want to you want to show all the different facets. You said quarantine fucked you up. Mm -hmm. I would love to know why quarantine fucked you up, but I also would love to know the pros that have come out of quarantine. Mm -hmm. And you launched your business. I launched during quarantine. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, I launched my brand One Size Beauty. In all Sephora's off the bat on July 17th. I announced on July 10, 2020. Yeah, it fucked me up. I wanted to launch this big ass beauty brand in all of North America and we pushed it back twice. It was really When to was launch. the original? Because I remember May. It, yeah. Okay. May. I was like, oh my good. Like that had to be stressful. So crazy. <laughs> and I wanted to be sensitive and respectful to everything that was going on socially. So I I didn't want to seem like I was coming in wanting to capitalize on a movement or anything else than than what it was meant to be. You were working on it for so long, though. I mean, I see you in this office. You guys were doing meetings hours and hours and hours for months and months and months before everything. Yeah. Yeah, two years, two years. Yeah. What are some pros that have come out of quarantine? Oh, pros that have come out of quarantine, giving Patrick Starr permission to, to find myself. So relationships, friendships, really understand. Because this is this brand was actually accelerated in the amount of products and, that are to come. And that was that was really crazy. It was very accelerated. And, and coming together, change of like a team. It was just so much. And working virtually. So it really challenged me to be a better communicator virtually because now I'm building a really large business that is now global in Southeast Asia as well. Virtually. Can you imagine? It's 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 so crazy. Sometimes it can be fun though too. It's of it, there's there's pros and cons of it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's just hard. <laughs> it is hard. It is hard. Yeah. So tell us all about your product. Pimp yourself out. Give yeah. us all the details. Like, tell us each of the products. Break it down for us. Yeah. So my brand, One Size Beauty, uh, was inspired by my mantra that makeup is a one size fits all. That's our tagline. Makeup for everybody. So for short, OS, O slash S. And our brand operates through kindness. And I launched my first two set of products. They're called Go Off. They are, it's called my Go Off Makeup Removers. And Go Off. And when I was working back back then at Mac, a manager had asked me to take off all my makeup. This is the story. No, this is the story that I love the most that Raina told me. Thank but, you. But, so yeah. I was asked to take off my makeup at Mac in Orlando. And also that's the irony of my past collaboration with Mac for a full year. I, was, I had the most collaborations in Mac history. Globally. Cutest fucking collaboration I've ever seen. Thank the you. light pink. It's 
still on my vanity. Oh, I love you. it. Five collections, 2018. From 2017 to the end of 2018, I had five curated collections that were available globally. So it was kind of like the first step of like a vengeance for me was was doing that collaboration as a big fuck you too. Because they made you take yes. the makeup off. Yes, yeah. because it wasn't it wasn't quote unquote appropriate for the Southeast in Orlando, Florida, because it was different. It was a lot. And so that traumatized me. But when my manager asked me to take off my makeup that day, I, I was like, oh my God, I promised and I prayed to myself that I would make a difference How in the did world. you handle that at the time? Like, I, you- I cried. I cried. You have to face the music sometimes. You have to cry. You have to, you have to sulk. You have to, you have to deal with it. And I think just really taking that and turning it into something, literally pumpkins a carriage. And so that's why I really resonate with Cinderella and her quote that have courage and be kind. Life opens up when you do. And that I think is just very much like what Mama Star taught me, what my, my mom taught me, that there's always going to be a rainbow after every rain, a bloom through the dirt into a flower. That's very much me. So Go Off was just a part of that extension of a story. That, you and know, that was the very first product that you launched. And like, Yes, it's a makeup dissolving mist. It's hands-free, water-free, uh, rosehip oil, jojoba oil. And it literally literally breaks I, i'm wearing so much makeup in front of, in front of you guys like i i guarantee I, I will spray it and my makeup will, will will just fall off 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 on this table it's no drip though but it'll just start to melt instantly it removes waterproof eyeliner my lash glue lip liner waterproof everything it will literally break down your makeup and it's the go off makeup dissolving mist available on sephora and wellsexbeauty.com that's gonna be my first purchase no, bitch, we're going to get it to you. Like well, I want to like, try that mist. Yes, the Go Off Makeup Dissolving Mist. And also I have the largest, juiciest, thick plush wipes. It's the I Go love Off, large the and Go juicy Off. and thick. Yes, so do we. Oh my God, I love it. Thick. I really want to put that on, on the visual merchandising, but they were like, oh my God, this is like a little bit like deeper bucketed. But the I was like, thicker, the better. Yes, the <laughs> thicker, it's juicy, it's <laughs> sopping wet, and it goes on your face. It goes on your face, bitch. I Come love on. stuff like, that goes on my face. It, you literally squirt it all over your face and you <laughs> slather it and then you Ugh. like rub it all over your face and, and poof your makeup's gone that sounds insane go off go I, off yeah go off i'm going off i want yes. that yes before you go you gotta also tell us about the podcast i'm so excited oh that you're gosh, doing this you. like i can't wait I, I want you to stop pushing it back because i want to release it right away oh I my gosh it's crazy no, thank you so much yes i have a podcast also say yes to the guest and we have amazing guests social media friends from nikita dragon to patrick ta to um, Manny MUA, Rosa, Adam Ray OK, the most viral TikTok star of our generation today, and, and many, many, many more. And yes, to the guest, YAS stands for You Are Successful. And we're here to break down beauty and business and their struggles and their everything and what, they made, what made them the mogul they are today. Before you go, can you share three real fucking creative Halloween costumes? Mm-hmm. I feel like you really will know this answer. She's asking selfishly. No, I do because I want to be something really creative. And I feel like you you always are doing these creative videos and you have all these creative Instagrams. What are three random costumes that are really creative? Oh my gosh, that's so much pressure. I know, I'm sorry. Well, you have to have a commercial one just to get the views. Be a, be a princess because you're so fucking stunning. Oh, you need to like- Why you, don't you tell me this? You need to be a princess. I don't care if it's Cinderella, Ariel, Snow White. Like commercialize that shit. Disney is viral and lip sync to one of their songs. Okay. And maybe twerk for some views okay. um, in a princess costume. I mean, that's hot. I would say be something fucking ugly Okay. at the same time. Love it. 
and maybe maybe reincarnate like a pop star. I think Britney's is great. I, I see your hair curled with waves with a big ass snake, Slay for You. I think that's you you're <laughs> hot. You need to do Slay for You, VMAs. I have the costume if you <laughs> want to borrow it. I swear to God. I knew no, that no, was I knew no, that was coming. I'm saving it for a celebrity, but is it really good? It's exactly your size. I'm not joking. I'll show it to you. I after. might have to hit you up. Yeah, on that. I think Slay for You, a Disney princess, and something really gory to throw them off. And I think you'll you'll be set in terms of getting the views and all the clout that you want to Perfect. become a social media star. Okay, I love it. <laughs> I'm into it. Patrick, I'm so glad you came in to do this. Oh, this pimp fun. your Instagram out. Pimp where we can get your product. Tell us. Thank you. Oh, and I also am launching a loose setting powder called the Ultimate Setting Powder. It's so sickening. It's my most in-demand product. It's available in Sephora store, Sephora.com and OneSizeBeauty.com. And again, my mantra is makeup is a one-size-fits-all. I also am into the fan that you're carrying around in your bag. The fan, I have a fucking charger, I have my new puff, I have socks, I have a <laughs> lipstick. Patrick, Look. you are one of a kind. You can come back anytime you want on oh, the podcast. You. you can come back as any character you want. You can come as Bob, whatever you want to do. You're invited, <laughs> open invite whenever you want to come back. This was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. And at Patrick Star, right? Yes. Yeah. We'll link it out. Wait, don't go. Tell us who you want to see next on the Skinny Confidential Him and Her Show. And we will slide into your inbox and send you one of the new skinny pink pop sockets. They are so cute. They're on both my phones. They're on Michael's headphones. They're on Weston's phone. They're on Mimi's phone. They're fun. Make sure you guys let us know. And of course, make sure you're subscribed and you've rated and reviewed the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next Tuesday. 